Hi, welcome to 20 Years Younger. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Pilati, and today I'm really excited to have on the show the Dad Starting Over. Uh, you can find Dad Starting Over at just that, dadstartingover.com. He is the author of the book, The Dead Bedroom Fix, also the book, Now What? A Guide to Men Starting Over in Life After Infidelity, Breakup, and Divorce, and the book, Red Flags. DSO does counseling and coaching across the world to help thousands of men have success in self-development, leading a life of purpose, and leading their businesses and families to success. Welcome to the show, DSO. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I think our listeners are starting to catch on here. We're a brand new show, but the idea here at 20 Years Younger is just that, you know, um, we've seen a lot of advancements in our, in our cars and our TVs and all these technologies, uh, but not really in health. And as we talk about all these breakthrough technologies, um, that's great and all, but I want to get back to the basics in our show today, talking with you. Um, I'm going to point to a study in a Harvard study that has over eight decades of research over 700 men over eight decades, and they say the key to longevity is relationship, relationship, relationship. And mm-hmm. with that stat and this very long study going on for an extremely long period of time, here we are with a divorce rate that's off the charts. We have a suicide rate that's never been higher. Um, after the pandemic, mental health is more fragile and people have less options and, and they're dissatisfied with the options that they do had. So never before have we taken more medication or been more sick, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better soon. So really important. Can, can you just speak to, tell us a little bit about your story, how you were dissatisfied in your path, and uh, what you've seen over the last several years in your life and the thousands of men that you work with? Sure, sure. Quickly, my story is that I was married for almost 15 years to the day. Uh, when my marriage ended, um, it ended via infidelity, but not on my part. I don't like to dwell too much on that side of the story anymore. Um, things between my ex and I have evened out a great deal, and we're, we're both doing an excellent job of raising our, our three children that we had together. But at the very beginning stages of my starting over, if you want to call it that, post-divorce, I didn't handle it too well. I did not cope with it at all. And went a little nutty. And I seeked out a lot of help online with a counselor or two, friends, you name it. And I, I think that dovetails perfectly into the subject matter for today's show is that if it wasn't for reaching out to people who, uh, frankly, I had close loving relationships with and was able to lean on them a little bit, I I, I was going to be dramatic and say, I don't know if I would have made it. For sure, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today, which is objectively much better than what I was, hell, 25, 30 years ago. Um, just in a much better mental headspace, anxiety levels down, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so quickly, my story was divorce, drama involving that. I want to start over. I'm reaching out for help. I'm reading a lot. Part of my own personal process was also writing a lot. I started a little blog. I just happened to find 
uh, you know, sitting one day saying, I'd like to start a blog about a dad starting over in life. And hell, wouldn't you know it, dadstartingover.com was available. Um, I write on some subjects. And of course, there's, you know, one of a billion blogs, literally. I don't get any hits. It wasn't until I started writing on the subject of sex and marriage that I started getting some traffic and uh, started getting some emails and people saying, you may want to write a book on this subject because I had written a couple of posts that people liked. And so I did. And that book was called The Dead Bedroom Fix. And that is basically that book took off. It's not a multi-million dollar seller by any means, but in the world of self-published books, it's doing pretty good. And it has since, uh, I don't know, the past three years now. And um, most people know me via that book. And that book acted as a gateway to me starting, really putting a lot of effort into that, starting over, starting coaching services, um, two more books, a podcast, and then that culminated into a members-only portion of my website called the DSO, which stands for Dad Starting Over, the DSO Fraternity. And through the DSO Fraternity, we have members-only podcasts, discussion groups, members-only articles, access to all my books. We have live meetings that we we, uh, do over Zoom, where guys from all over the world get together several times a week and chat about a variety of different topics. And then we have in-person meetings. Um, we had our first in Nashville in September, and we're going to have our, the next one in uh, Austin, Texas in April of 2022. That's a really condensed several-minute version of how I got from there to you know this DSO personality that I am today. I think uh, when people think of a fraternity, they think of a bunch of guys, you know, just uh, yeah. debauchery and <laughs> they're just living it up <laughs> to living it up. And yeah. I can see, say, as being part of this group, that it is a unselfish path where you're you're selfish in a fraternity only to be able to fill up your cup, to be able to give to every woman, child. Yeah employee person that depends on you. So I think that's very different. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're thinking, you know, this is very self oriented. Uh, can you, can you speak to that? Because I think, you know, a little backwards on that sometimes. Yeah. What's interesting is you're right. Um, boy, this is a, a topic that we can go down a lot of different roads here, but there's one that I think everyone in the right mind says human beings are social creatures. And in order to maintain a healthy mindset, you need to socialize and interact with other human beings. But for whatever reason, as soon as that flavor of social interaction goes toward men only, uh-oh, I think a lot of people get, just like you said, they get a lot of thoughts in their mind of debauchery and just a bunch of drunken idiots getting together and talking about chicks and sports and so forth. What I have found through my uh, growth post-divorce and in starting this group. And I've talked to one-on-one chats with literally over a thousand men, um, thousands more online, is that when men get together, I think a lot of women, especially, or men that haven't been in such groups, would be surprised at just how, oh, what's the word? Soft, it really is. Um, How the camaraderie, the brotherhood, you get a bunch of guys together, somebody's crying. <laughs> That's the way you somebody's hugging somebody. Somebody's pouring their guts out. Um, why is that is the question. Is it more 
close and intimate than women only groups. I don't know. I can't attest to that, but I think people will be surprised. And um, especially those that demonize such groups. Uh, I have had nothing but positive experiences and I've, we have a very diverse group and I would hope none of the guys would say, I feel out of place in this, regardless of your uh, socioeconomic, racial background, whatever it may be. We have guys from all walks of life. And it's, that's another thing that surprises people is that this is, we're very, um, very accepting. Men tend to be very accepting and very helpful. And, Sometimes that help is in the form of tough love, as they call it, which is, hey, dummy, cut that out. And men respond very well to that. We're very um, action-oriented, results-oriented. Uh, I think on the lady side of things, they tend to be more feelings-oriented. Um, I often talk about my podcast and writing. Uh, my book, The Dead Bedroom Fix, I've heard from a lot of men, why did you like it? Well, it just got to the damn point. And it was boom, boom, boom. Here are the things you need to do and not do and give it a shot. It may or may not work. Thank you. Goodbye. If you look at a book that's more for the general public or for specifically women, it's all about, hey, if you feel this way or you're experiencing this woman reader, that's perfectly fine. If you're experiencing this, this, and this, also perfectly fine. Not very results-oriented as opposed to the male-oriented book, of which I'm a part of. So... That's a long-winded way of saying fraternity or men-only groups, not so bad. And for ladies that have men in such groups like the DSO fraternity, um, I hear from a lot of guys that the wives are very nervous. Can I come to the groups? That's the, one of the first things I say. Can I come? Why? Because I'm not, <laughs> Why would you want to come to such a group? Because I'm worried about what goes on behind closed doors. You have nothing to worry about. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, it really all comes down to trust, and yourself and your mentors are having a similar message. It, it, you can't if you can't first trust yourself, and then the other people yeah. that depend on you, they trust you, and and with that greater degree of trust comes greater intimacy. That's yeah, that's basically it, and it's all about guys don't really trust ourselves anymore because we just want to know what to do, right? We just Tell us what to do. We just tell us what to do, please. You know, we have all these different sources telling us all these different things. And in our clinic, you know, we do, uh, I was talking a little bit about it, but we do the P shot. We do the O shot. There's peptides. There's techniques. There's positions. There's, you know, all these different things that are just um, techniques. That's, That's all they are. But if the software is not right and the engine's just not running, you know, it doesn't matter if you're talking yeah. about um, sexual attraction. It doesn't matter if you're talking about depression or obesity or, um, to, you know, just basically trying to treat these outside symptoms with medication. There's a core problem of why the CPU is not running properly. So mm-hmm. you nailed it on the head there with fraternity and with camaraderie and with connection because of all the groups that are losing connection with all this great technology that we have, um, mm-hmm. men are the biggest because they feel they're not, they're not like women. They, they're not talking and, and uh, with yeah. women. They're not in social groups with women. So they have all these things. They have no one to talk about. And when they do talk, like you said, they're giving a lot of advice that's feeling based. 
and they give it all they got with a roadmap that just is not accurate. So with with the research and the culture basically now saying to us, this is uh, the way it is, and, and you're trying, and it's not working, and obviously from the stats we're talking about, it, things are not working. Could you – I mean, it's we could literally have 10 podcasts on this, but could you <laughs> – Speak to us about a step-by-step and what you've seen in not only those steps, but also that there's bound to be some fallout from these steps initially and, and well, kind of the timeline in, in restoring a man and restoring a life and, and in doing so, getting what he wants. Well, the big elephant in the room is, as the Harvard study illustrated, we do better when we are in close social relationships with other people. Men tend to not be as social as women. It's just the way it is. Um, a lot of men in lacking the uh, man time, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, um, that's lacking for a lot of men. Well, the knee-jerk reaction is, I still have this void in my life that I need to fill. Well, what better avenue to fill it than via a romantic relationship with a woman. We're speaking of heterosexual men, obviously. Um, the irony of our group and the fraternity is that the vast majority of men in this group are there because of failed, failing, or alien relationships with women. So they recognize I have that need for social connection. I, for XYZ reasons entered into a marriage, and man, that didn't go as well as I thought it would. For a lot of these men, I was going to say most, that's not true. For a lot of the men, when you really dig and, and get to know them and their story and the story of them and their wife, you realize, you know, maybe um, you two probably shouldn't have got hitched to begin with. Um, boy, she had a lot of baggage that she hadn't worked out yet at that point in her life, and you had a lot of baggage that you hadn't worked out. You both just did not have the tools necessary to navigate a relationship, and voila, here you are now. And Or there you were because you're just freshly divorced and you found my website, et cetera, et cetera. So here we are telling men, women, relationships are very important for your health. We have this study, for example, with Harvard that says that, and a lot of people, the knee-jerk reaction is, yay, great, I had better go out and find a romantic partner. And, I, and I'm there saying, time out, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not the be-all and end-all of relationships. Um, you need a relationship with yourself. You know, right now we're in a big, uh, big uh, buzzword of self-care in the world, which is great. Um, as long as that doesn't spill over a narcissist, <laughs> it's a good thing. Um, but uh, friendships are another thing. You can't have casual relationships, romantic relationships with people. You can get romantically involved without necessarily having to take the next step of marriage, kids, getting hitched, et cetera, et cetera. You know, take your time is what I preach to men. So in terms of your question of steps, I would say step one for a man is you don't necessarily, quote, need a romantic relationship to function. Don't think you don't jump into something that is so possibly life-altering, life-changing is getting married and having kids. Think it through. Find a good partner. And to which a lot of men in the state of neediness, which is something we talk a lot about in the, in, in the DSO world, in a state of neediness is if I am 
really that picky when it comes to finding a romantic partner. Uh, I'm never going to find one. Or more more realistically, 90% of those potential partners that I'm meeting, dating, and so forth will not fit the bill if I'm going to be that picky. To which I'm saying, yeah, and I don't see what the big deal is. Well, the big deal is that I'm tired of being alone and that I want to go through life with somebody. So, you know, I got that double-edged sword. It's healthy to be in a relationship and to go through life with somebody, but at the same time, don't rush into things and make your life that much more hellish just because knee-jerk reaction, well, I'm not getting younger, I better go find a spouse. So that's what I work on a lot with guys and what a lot of guys are learning post-divorce is, hmm, I need to learn to be comfortable in my own skin. Social interaction doesn't necessarily mean jump right into marriage and kids. Take your time. Learn about yourself. Build up those tools necessary so that you can be in a good romantic relationship with somebody. And then once you have that aha moment, you're like, you know, I'm pretty okay on my own. I got my buddies. I got groups like this fraternity that I belong to. I also meet with some guys once a week for this. I meet with some other people and this hobby or interest that I'm in. Um, I, I work for, you know, here's a novel thought. I do work in my community. <laughs> I, uh, I help out whatever charity organization. Maybe I do things with my children. I'm getting my social needs met in a lot of different ways. I'm not hanging my sanity on the shoulders of a romantic partner. Because guys and gals, that never, ever ends well. So, we get past that. Then what? Well, then we start working on those things that we talked about and building up a good life. And... It's funny, your romantic relationships, plural, that you will probably enter into, um, have a much better chance of succeeding when you have that mindset. So it all starts with that. And then it kind of snowballs or cascades from there into a life, some mentally healthy, productive life as a man. Don't rush into things. Take your time. Take care of yourself. And then it's funny, develop a mission in life. You'll hear me preach that a lot. Um, when you have all those things in place, things just kind of start taking care of themselves. And if you don't, things just kind of snowball in a bad way in a hurry. So step by step, I think that's the first big aha moment you need to have. And then all the other kind of stuff just kind of take care of themselves. Yeah, I think you got to know your non-negotiables with yourself. And like you said, if you're on mission, those are always changing and improving and then like you said you've done that long enough that your life is locked on you're locked on you you know what your day-to-day and and where your mission where you're headed and the kind of person that you want to go along with you and when when you're tested either by life or your partner or, or whatever again you know where that line is in the sand. And so for so many men, they don't really have that line, do they? They're just floating along and they have some feeling good days and some feeling bad days. They don't quite know how their boat ended up, where it ended up. They just, and they're just completely lost. And then go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that was me. And in my first relationship, it was just very, Oh, well, it's just what you do. Oh, well. And, if we ask my ex, well, I actually probably tell you the same thing. He just wasn't a very driven man. He didn't have anything he was shooting for. And that was very unattractive. And, you know, that's not a good thing for men or women. You got to know where the hell you're going. Otherwise, and have those boundaries in place. 
And are those boundaries dictated by your mission? I think in part, yeah, in a big, big way. That's, you know, if um, you're with a woman, for example, as a, I don't know, let's say you're a man in your 30s and you're freshly divorced and you meet a woman and you're dating and everything is going great and you're with her for months. And she finally says to you, um, where, where do you see us in the future? And you're like, what do you mean? Well, do you see us eventually getting married and having kids? If your mission in life in part says, you know, marriage and kids is not going to happen for me, maybe not ever, but definitely not in the next, excuse me, definitely not in the next, I don't know, X number of years, then a guy who has a good head on his shoulders and a good mission and good boundaries tells that woman with no animosity, I'm sorry, no, that's not on the plans for me. And that's a very adult, healthy thing to say if that is, in fact, your mindset. A very unhealthy, um, immature thing to say, a very needy thing is in your mind go, oh my gosh, what does she want to hear? What does she want to hear? I can't lose her because this connection is very, very important to me right now. And it makes me feel amazing. Um, yeah, maybe. Sure. Marriage, kids, I don't know. Possibly. Sure. And then she's bouncing up and down saying, yay. And you're like, okay, well, message received. That's what she wants to hear. That was my mindset and the mindset for a lot of men. Let's just don't rock the boat. Let's keep the waters calm. Whatever this woman wants to hear to make her happy. Let's just go with it. Even if that completely changes the course of my life direction, whatever, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. House and two house and two point five kids picket fence. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I mean, it, it sounds silly, but how many men I've talked to, you know, tell me I never wanted to have wanted to have kids. I always was happy with my bachelor life, and then I met her, and everything changed. And I was resentful of the fact that she got pregnant. I was resentful of this. I felt forced into the marriage. Like, well, that's the horrible beginning ingredients for a relationship. But holy crap, does that happen a lot? And, and actually, it, no you know, one forced anyone into anything, did they? You just no, no. And it's just the man's leadership. the man's the man's neediness, his lack of direction, his just going you know wherever the whichever. Uh, direction the water flows he just goes along with it like just rolling down the river like, yeah that's fine that was me in your former marriage did you feel like you abdicated that role and responsibility because she was better than you at certain things or why do you think that happened um good question so i was just very um i was very worn down by life i guess you could say early on in the relationship i was yeah, she followed me, I'd say, in hindsight. I'm, I, I'm work, 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 go, 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 staying in shape. Yeah, this is, you know, she's talking and saying, yeah, me too. I'm going to go move to this city and go work for this corporation. I'm right behind you. Um, where did we, where did I lose my path? I would say um, after kids and with aging, and I just got worn down by life, I'd say. And then that became, I became a, eh, fine, whatever, just, that's cool. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. I became that guy. And, um, I think I became that guy at work, home, everything. Just, yeah, fine. Whatever. I'm tired. Just leave me alone. Whatever. Uh, that was my whole persona. And I can see that in a lot of guys that I hang out with now too with kids. Just that slumped. <laughs> I got to take this kid to soccer. I got to take this kid to football. I got to do this. I got to do that. And the wife says, I want to do it. Yeah, fine. Fine. You go do whatever. That's, that's cool with me. Um, happy wife, happy life, right? Just get off my back. That was, that was me. 
And I wouldn't say there was any deeper thought into it. I, you know, I never did go to her and say, oh, thank God I got a leader for a wife, so I don't have to worry about that. And it just kind of happened. So if you're speaking to uh, men or women, specifically men, obviously, because that's, that's kind of where our episode has gone. Um, yeah. Like- Join us for the conclusion of DSO later in the week.